Hello mummers and welcome to episode 10 of Bump to Mum. I'm your host Emma and this week I am bringing you a conversation with the founder of Dear Mama Maternity, Alicia. Alicia is a mum to one, she's pregnant with her second baby who will be here in the next couple of months and we talk everything from how she started her brand, her background in the fashion industry, um, you know, some tips and tricks for dressing the bump and postpartum um, and also I guess her own motherhood journey. So how she found the birth and postpartum with her first and you know, what she's looking forward to this time with her number two on the way and, and what anything she's going to do different. So it's a really cool chat and I hope you enjoy it. Alicia has been very kind to share a discount code for all the Bump to Mum listeners. So Bump to Mum 15 will get you 15% off any of her range. I will include that in the show notes so you can go treat yourself mamas if you're in need of some new loungewear um, or if you just kind of maybe don't need it but you just want to treat yourself they are gorgeous functional great for breastfeeding great for pregnant belly so you will just wear 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 them um i'm sorry if my voice sounds croaky i'm not sure if it's going to be picked up on this but have just returned from our trip to australia which was an amazing first family holiday um i'll share more about that in coming episodes but i have unfortunately brought home a bug with me which i have now given to louis so we are in the depths of fighting that which is I think if you've been sick and had a sick baby you know how fun that is um but yeah I mean we've got to seven months without Louis being sick so I shouldn't really complain enough from me and my croaky voice let's get into this episode I hope you enjoy and if you do please rate and review on Apple Podcasts I would be so grateful and would also love for you to follow along on Instagram bumptomum.podcast um, I share upcoming episodes and just general chat there so yeah enjoy mamas Let's get into it. I would love you to introduce yourself to anyone that's listening. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and your business, Dear Mama Maternity. Cool. Um, so I'm Alicia. I live in Matakana. I'm with my husband, Blair, and my son, Brody. And I'm currently pregnant with my second son, due in June. Oh, so exciting. So two boys. Yes, I'm very <laughs> excited about two boys. Um, yeah. Just can't wait to see Brody with his brother and he seems pretty excited as well oh so cute. so how old's Brody he's two and a half so he'll two be nearly three by the time the new boy comes along oh and is that did you kind of want that sort of age gap with your boys or is it kind of just just how it happened um well sort of aiming to get over that two years mark um but mm. it did take slightly longer the second time um okay. Yeah, but I think as as now we get closer, I think it's great that he's a little bit older, um, mm. sort of a bit more helpful perhaps, hopefully, and the transition hopefully will be good um, for him as well. Yeah, it's it's funny because you always ask people about, you know, what's what's the best gap and everyone kind of gives you a bit of a, a, like everyone has a different take on it. Like if they're close together, it's great. There's, you know, pros and cons to both, but a bigger gap can be nicer because like you say, then they're a little bit more independent and it's not like having two babies that need lots of kind of hands-on help, I guess. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, I guess, yeah, how, how it all goes. But, hey, tell me about the Dear Mama maternity range. I would love for you to share with us a bit about that. Yeah, so Dear Mama launched in November last year. Um, so started with sleepwear as the initial um, collection. Mm. So the idea really was um, in my first pregnancy, packing my hospital bag, trying to find that, you know, 
something really like lovely to take to the hospital that made me feel really nice and comfortable. And I just couldn't find, I couldn't find a robe that fit the bump. So I mm. sort of had always been thinking about that since that pregnancy um, and then decided, well, I might just create something myself. Um, and then it kind of snowballed from there, really. So cool. And so you've got a background in fashion, is that right? Yeah, so I studied fashion design at AUT um, about 15 years ago and then worked in the industry up until now. So worked for um, Barker's Menswear and Karen Walker oh. and also um, the warehouse for the majority of my career. Um, so always been in production and buying. Um, mm. So always working in apparel and then, yeah, just sort of thought, look, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to mm. give it a go. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so excited with what's been happening and, and the progress so far. Yeah, that's awesome. I saw on your Instagram that it, you, the, they featured in British Vogue. Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, British yeah. Vogue reaching out to me when I was in such early stages as well of launch. Um, I was just like, almost like, is this a scam? How did they find me? Um, <laughs> But no, it was it was real. They like to feature um, up and coming businesses, so um, there's actually a couple of New Zealand brands on there, which is really cool. So yeah, awesome to have that exposure, um, and that just really helps with that building that trust and um, and getting that brand out there. Yeah, so incredible. And I think as well, when we're in New Zealand, we feel like you know, how's anyone going to notice us, or you know, how are they going to find us? But it just goes to show, you know, if you've design something that people need and want it's it's just going to kind of speak for itself yeah and so what was the process for designing the the sleepwear um you know to suit both because is it for pregnancy and postpartum like breastfeeding as well yeah so I wanted it to be suitable to have that longevity so you could purchase Mm. it at the start of your pregnancy but you could wear it right through your breastfeeding journey um even just you know your first few years of motherhood this yeah really get that like life out of your garment um so I started off basically drawing up the designs getting the first sampling made um and then I engaged a focus group to kind of really understand what the wants and needs were from other mothers um Mm. so obviously I could like build on my experience but I wanted to really like understand um what, what other people wanted. Something mm. that came out of that was about like a sleep bra. Um, so that was added to the collection as well. Oh. So it was that people weren't just wearing the pyjamas. They wanted to have something underneath. And I wanted that to be really beautiful as well. I didn't want it to be sort of all function, no style. So mm. that's kind of the key, the key components behind the designs. It's all about functionality, but not without removing the style and the and you know the beautiful look of it I didn't want to take that away so um yeah and then also just trying to make um make it discreet I didn't I found myself in that sort of like postpartum stage not really feeling like myself in my clothes and then when I went to go buy new clothes I sort of felt a bit lost about what to wear Mm. um it was a quite a funny stage um for my wardrobe so I wanted it to look like how I felt but uh but have that functionality um yeah but without it looking oh I'm wearing a maternity top or I'm wearing maternity Mm. pajamas sort of thing so that's sort of like 
what I keep in the back of my mind when I'm designing like the next collections um, is like keeping it really, um, really stylish and on trend, but having that hidden functionality behind it. I love the idea of actually having a bra in the pajamas because like you do need to wear a bra if you're breastfeeding and overnight as well and like I always found it so difficult like having the layers and then the bra and trying to like hold things out of the way so that you could get baby latched and there's just all these different things going on at once and if they're kind of like kicking off because they want to be fed but you're fumbling around with your pjs and bra in the dark it's just all can be a bit stressful for you know for those moments where you're just trying to get everything in the right place yeah, definitely. That's sort of where the um, hidden domes came in because obviously a shirt can be quite simple to undo, but still in the middle of the night, you just need quick, easy access. So <laughs> I did the hidden domes. Um, so it looks like buttons on the front. So you could wear it out. Um, you know, no one's going to know, but it's actually got those those quick domes. Um, so as I move forward and I move into other categories, I'm going to try keep that same ethos behind it all. I love that idea. And I see you've recently, um, or it might not be super recently, but you've also got the the robe as well. So you've got pajamas and the robe. Is that right? Yeah. So the robe, yeah, that was the key piece that sort of kicked off the whole collection. Yeah. Um, and that was about having that extra fabric around the belly. So nothing's showing. Like, I mean, my robe <laughs> I had was just <laughs> didn't leave much of the imagination. So this fully covers a growing bump takes you right through to full term um and we've used like linen cotton fabric so it's just really beautiful and soft and wash as well um it's got pockets um which are hidden again so it's sort of like keeping it really simple but having those pockets there for all those things you need to carry around at night time um yeah. yeah and so we've got the robe so that'll continue all all year um but then as we move into winter we've got a satin collection coming which is really exciting I'm just yeah I'm just thinking about that I'm thinking back to this kind of like the things that I wore it's probably more towards the end of my pregnancy like I kind of managed to squeeze into things you know and those the first and second trimester but the third trimester I got around in like the most horrendous looking pajamas because it was just whatever (laughs) was comfortable most of the time it was probably my husband's clothes and (laughs) It just like you're already feeling like not yourself and then you're wearing clothes that aren't you and I just remember thinking like this is just you know this is not how <laughs> I want to be seen right now but you know you just go with it big hoodies and whatever so I, I love the idea you've mentioned you've got some um some new kind of lines coming out are you able to like kind of share what what will become like what new products will be coming out yeah, so winter um, will be launching in May. So that's a satin collection. So it's a long sleeve shirt and pants, and there will also be a oh. short. So this this time it'll be more of a mix and match, so you can kind of pick the styles that suit you rather than mm-hmm. buying the set. Um, the idea behind the satin range as well is this sort of night-to-day sort of scenario. So mm-hmm. um Essentially, you can chuck on some jeans or tights and kind of wear that shirt out. Um, same with we've got a linen cotton shirt as well, which, um, yeah, should just 
be able to transition into your day wardrobe because we know you're sort of like in your pajamas a lot in that first in that fourth trimester um but then you do need to go out you need to go to your space group or your to the supermarket or wherever you're sort of going um and and this this essentially should make you feel good it's loose comfortable but it's got the feeding friendly features um yeah so it's got a bit more um, versatility this range Oh, so good. And as well, I'm just thinking like the fact that you've got the option of long pants or shorts because a lot of people in the fourth trimester, and I definitely experienced it, like you've got the night sweats. So you don't necessarily mm. want to be in long pajamas, even though it's winter, because you could wake up very hot and sweaty. Totally. I had, I experienced that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I, I had Louis in August, so it's the middle of winter, but I was basically sleeping in nothing because I was so hot. Yeah, that is the same with Brody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'd love you to. You know, you sound like you've been you've been in the fashion world for a long time. What are your kind of go to pregnancy outfits? Because that was something I always really struggled with. Was like how to dress the bump. Yeah, I think in my first pregnancy, I mean, we were in and out of lockdowns. It was such a different time, so it was very casual. Um, a lot of lounge wear, but when I did sort of dress up for me, it was like a nice pair of like ponty leggings, a top and a blazer kind of, that's how I sort of maintained some sense of self um, mm. by wearing a blazer. <laughs> but um, yeah. what, um, what I'm sort of wearing this time around is a lot of like dresses. So floaty dresses. Um, yeah. Like puff sleeve, that sort of thing. Um I'm finding that I don't want to wear tight things this time. I, you know, and also just yeah. with a toddler running around, it just isn't practical. Um, yeah. yeah. So definitely so, more like those summer dresses. Yeah. And I guess it's, it's been funny weather this summer as well. Like it's hot, then it's raining. It's kind mm-hmm. of, yeah. I think it's also nice if you're going to like a birth center or a recovery unit afterwards, just to mm. have something really nice to put on. And then when people are coming in and out and you just feel a bit more, I don't know, a bit more like yourself and yeah. more dignity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, I'd love you to talk a little bit about your motherhood journey. Are there So are there any challenges you're currently facing or something you're particularly enjoying at the moment? I think, um, yeah, not, nothing really particularly um, that I'm not enjoying, but I think what I'm really enjoying is just um, the communication and, and sort of the words and the sentences and things. Um, just that sort of, yeah, two year two years on is just um, such a fun time. And, mm-hmm. yeah, just loving all the little chats that we're having and, and coming home from daycare and telling me what he did and, yeah, it's just the communication I feel like has just really leaped forward and it's just really cool to see. Yeah, and I guess that probably into that kind of hand in hand and then having another baby, you can kind of explain a little bit more around like what's actually happening and they can get excited. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It does seem like he understands. I'm not sure the reality of, you know, when it's here, but he talks about his <laughs> A little brother and he goes into his room and things like that so it's Aww. pretty cute um yeah it's quite a neat little age yeah and what about your your fourth trimester with your first baby how did you find that and is there anything that you kind of learned through that experience that you you want to do differently this time around 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, the first time it's sort of you don't know what to expect. For me, it was the recovery process. Um, mm. I had a natural birth, but I hadn't, my my mum and my closest friends had all had C-sections. So understanding okay. like what was normal pain, um, yeah, it was kind of hard hard for me I didn't know if it was what I was experiencing was normal or not and as it turned mm. out it wasn't normal I had some complications but it took a good two weeks to kind of get to that diagnosis so ah. next time I guess I'll know what's what's normal what's not normal um yeah so and in turn that sort of um affected my feeding journey as well um so kind of um, excited for round two to kind of rectify all those those things and um, hopefully have a better experience there. Yeah, bit of a like a bit of a do over, I guess, and just having that kind of knowledge now that you maybe didn't have the first time round around what what you can expect and and what would be something that you know that's actually not okay and you should go do something about. Yeah, definitely. How did you find, I guess, with the, the, the newborn, that th- those first few months, the kind of sleep and, um, you know, if you were having feeding challenges, did you have any kind of like tips and tricks for coping with that, those, those first few months? Yeah, I mean, the feeding was really tough. I was super determined um, to, get, to get there and to do it. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was like six weeks of pumping, mixed feeding, wow. and um, and breastfeeding. So it was quite a journey, but um, not really any tips and tricks. I guess just taking the advice from people around you, like leaning on your midwife and your postnatal carers. Um, yeah, like we tried everything. We did all different, all sorts of different things, um, and and finally got there. But it was <laughs> it was a battle. Um, so this time, I guess, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what will happen, but we'll just go into it. <laughs> That's Try the thing, again. right? Because you're like, I've got all this, I've got this experience now. I feel more equipped. But you could just have a baby that's so different that it kind of throws that all out the door anyway. So it's like you really yeah. kind of go with it. Yeah, oh. just go with the flow. I think that's like the key thing that it's yeah you've that's the best advice is go with the flow (laughs) lower expectations and just take it as it comes it's kind of like you could do all the prep in the world but it is yeah Yeah. have you got any tips for I don't know maybe your first wasn't super unsettled but have you got any tips that you would share with like a new mum for settling an unsettled baby or doing something to kind of prioritize your health and well-being in that fourth trimester I think what we did was sort of just like walking a lot. So we had one of those bassinet um, prams from Edwards and Co. And that was fantastic mm. because we could just put them in and walk them around the paddock or walk up the hallway. Um, and actually he did quite a lot of sleeping in there, um, which helped to sort of like move him from room to room. Um, and that probably was my saviour, to be honest. Um mm. But otherwise, no, no special tricks. <laughs> and what about for looking after yourself, though? Like, was there anything you did which was like, if, you know, I need this to keep me sane or like this will make me feel better if I've had an absolute day? Um, I can't really think of anything, but I know that like I was, 
you know, I prioritize those sort of like pamper moments. So I had like mm-hmm. a pedicure, like maybe four weeks in or something, you know, just trying to get back to doing something for myself and not being, yeah, too sort of, I don't know. It was hard. I remember driving the first time by myself. It was just like so weird and crazy, but yeah, trying to kind of get back into those things and do do some nice things for yourself um if you've got that support from your husband and your family and things that's really important too um to enable you to do those things Mm. yeah i had someone share they said like write down that one thing that um you like like fills your cup makes you happy before your baby's born so that when you're in the depths of it you could actually you and you're in that full stream so you can be like right if i do this thing that's going to make me feel better and you don't have to actually like think about it in that moment about what, you know, because you're usually so exhausted and the brain's just not really thinking about those sorts of things, but it's such a nice thing to do if you do it while you're pregnant and think, okay, what will make me feel good if I've got 15 minutes to myself or something like that? Yeah, that's really, that's a really good idea actually. Yeah. Mm. What does sleep look like in your home at the moment? Like have you used a sleep consultant at any point or have you kind of, you know, followed baby's lead? I'd love you to maybe share a little bit about that. Yeah, no, I never used a sleep consultant. Um, Mm. I did sort of dabble with the apps, sort of the Huckleberry app. Um, but in the end, it was just more about this, uh, the awake windows. That's sort of mm-hmm. what I used as my resource. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where we were at. I mean, I think I even downloaded something from the Huckleberry app and then in desperation and then suddenly sleep sort of turned around. So, ah. yeah, sort of when I was like, okay, now I need to like pay for something to get you know get this sorted um things sort of turned around so yeah oh, I think so we've been reasonably lucky um with sleep but mm. it did take a year to get a, a <laughs> full night oh. <laughs> oh yeah and what about in terms of you look at your motherhood journey to date what's what's been your I guess hardest and what's also been your most enjoyable season I think definitely the hardest was that first six weeks. Um, mm. Just like hits you like a bus, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, all all worth it in the end. Um, yeah, I think just now as well, like as Brody gets older, just seeing doing things with him and like seeing him so happy, even with like the smallest of activity or taking him somewhere new, like, you know, just sharing those moments. It's really cool. And um, I guess that's, yeah, sort of what's the exciting part. And now, you know, bringing another baby into the family, like just can't wait to see him. Um, Yeah. Excited about that. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's been something that quite, you know, I think this is my, 10th episode we're recording and majority of people have said that they prefer the newborn phase over toddlers and I'm kind of sitting here like oh gosh what am I getting myself into Louis nearly seven months old um would you say that newborn phase was more like did you find that easier or more enjoyable or have you enjoyed toddlers more I think so I reckon up to one I loved Mm. one to two challenging 
and then okay. two onwards I really love so I think that oh. whole like learning to walk that that stage where you kind of so newborn you can kind of go anywhere take them with you um I mean we were really flexible we mm-hmm. um we still wanted to like go out for dinner and lunches and sort of take our capsule with us and and do fun things so mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that sort of newborn stage and going to space groups and things like that yeah. um, but then one to two I mean hectic <laughs> you can't really go anywhere <laughs> um so that for me was kind of more challenging. Um, and then two onwards is just, yeah, like all this development, um, all this personality. It's really cool. So, yeah, I guess for me I, I'll be dreading that one to two stage again. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually listened to a podcast the other day and they were saying they were like, do all the travel you can up until they're one. If you've got like – if there's travel you want to do up until one is your like prime time and then it gets harder once they can move. And I was like, oh, that's such a, a good point. Like once they're mobile and can walk or, you know – things change and I mean I'm not there yet but I'm just trying to imagine I'm like that things like when they've got their own little ability to get from A to B (laughs) that's a that's a bit of a spanner that I'm I'm not ready for yet yeah (laughs) it is full-on yeah we um took Brody to Rarotonga when he was 10 months old and that was a great time um he could play yeah. in the sand and he could enjoy the water, but he didn't move. So <laughs> that was yeah. why. How did you find um, traveling with a the baby then? Was that, you know, in terms of like time zones and flights, was that, how did, how did that whole experience go? Yeah, no, that was really positive. Um, yeah, we had a really good trip with him. He was fine. Um, we recently went to Rarotonga actually for, Christmas um and the flight over was great but the flight home wasn't so it's just hit and miss really you know depending on their sleeps and what they've eaten and I think the ears probably play a part um Mm. a little you can sort of feed them and um and they sleep more so that yeah definitely that under one is a great time to travel (laughs) yeah and this is something I like to ask everyone that comes on because they just kind of always make me laugh. But do you have a memorable poo explosion story? Oh, I I don't really have a memorable one. I mean, I know that there was definitely a few, and there were, but always luckily prepared. You know, like you've got oh, to have that cute. backup in your bag or <laughs> some extra clothes. Oh. But I can't remember any that were sort of like dire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lucky. Well, maybe maybe baby number two is going to bring bring me bring a memorable story for you. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to kind of wrap up the conversation and just ask one thing. So, what is something you wish you knew about babies or becoming a mum that you didn't know that you think would have been helpful to know earlier on? Um, perhaps just more about that recovery. Um, mm. side of it um, yeah I'm actually just about to start the fourth trimester workshop with Lila Jasmine so I'm, oh, I'm what's hoping, that? No, so it's an online workshop um, that she runs um, mm. and I although it's my second child I just feel like it's been a while since <laughs> that, that stage so I'm hoping that's going to sort of prepare me so um, for yeah for anything that I didn't know from last time or just refresh yeah. me. 
Um, but yeah, just that sort of like knowledge of recovery and, and what to expect in that fourth trimester. Um, so that's sort of what I'm doing to prepare for that next time. I think it's such a good idea as well because we all kind of prepare for the birth but then we don't really prepare for what mm. after the birth and I guess that's again like why I wanted to start this podcast because I had prepared so much for birth but not really for what came after and yeah it just kind of rocked me I was like what like you've just got to start doing it straight away and it can be pretty overwhelming when you're kind of doing it for the first time but even doing it for the second third fourth time just you know because everything's so different it's not necessarily like you've done it once you've got it nailed you know no and there's new challenges right having another person there to look after so yeah that's sort of a spanner in the works (laughs) (laughs) oh fingers crossed that he just loves his new brother and is just going to be doting and you know in love and we'll just yeah you know and if not i'm sure you'll 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 cross that branch yeah I'm sure he'll be great yeah he sounds like a little champ hey well thank you so much for for coming on and chatting I think it's super exciting what you're doing with all the beautiful maternity pajamas and loungewear so excited to see what else is going to come and I will tag your accounts in the show notes as well so people can check that out but yeah just a big thank you again and all the best for the last guess few months of your pregnancy Well, thank you. It was lovely to talk to you.